0: Log Talk Radio.
1: yes, he did go the way of Calvary, just for us. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. Good morning or good afternoon, whichever it may be where you are. And welcome to Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday. Amen? Amen. Praise, Praise the Lord. We're so grateful that you were able to join us for this celebration of the kingdom of God and the God of his kingdom. Amen. You know, it's an honor to serve the Lord while you're in the earth. It's an honor to get to know him. It's an honor to be able to walk with him every single moment of every day that you're here in the earth. Some have learned to take this for granted. We shouldn't. There are many who have not yet learned how important it is to be close to God. They have no idea. They look at us and they think we are strange because we gather together on Sunday to talk to this God that's old and antiquated, and they think that we're out of our mind. But they don't know the truth. And so, as we pray every day, we lift them to the Lord and we ask him to remove the blinders from their minds, that they might come to know him for who he is and to accept that there are human beings who are intelligent and creative that love him with all their heart, and that are serving him as they have learned to do. You see, there are people who hate us simply because we belong to Jesus Christ. They don't understand the wonder that he is. They don't understand the marvelous God that we have. Nor do they understand our love and our loyalty and our trust in him. We're oddities to them. But we pray that our God will use these oddities, as they call us, to help them to see what they cannot see now. You see, there are many in the valley of decision. There are many that are losing their souls. There are many that are running to serve Satan because that's what they think is great. You see, they think everything that twinkles is from God, but not so. The enemy has his imitation. And so they're running behind the God of this world, and they're missing the true and living God. So as we pray every day, I want to encourage each of us to lift these persons to the Lord. They need our prayers, or else they're definitely going to hell. They need our prayers. They need our intercession. They need our God. And so since we have partaken of the ministry of reconciliation with Jesus Christ, reconciling men to God, We are going to lift these persons every single day to the Lord. We're going to lift the lost to the Savior. Because he said if he be lifted up, he would draw all men unto him. All men means all men, regardless of age, regardless of gender, regardless of race because he made us all from one blood. Amen? Amen. So, since he did, they're part of the human race, and we should take our place along with Jesus and lift those who have never known him and those who knew of him but ran away to the Savior He promises that he'll draw all men to him. And we're going to believe that promise. Amen? Amen. We have family members and friends and associates that say that they are Christians, but they are still headed to hell. And inside, we know it. No matter what they say to our faces, we can see that the Savior is not beaming through their lives. So we cannot go along in our nice little Christian atmosphere and pretend that all is well. Remember I told you we would never be the ministry that puts its head in the sand and says, I can't deal with it, I just can't deal with it. We're never going to be that ministry. We're going to keep our eyes open because he said to watch and pray. We're going to do that. We're going to be focused on him. We're going to see what's happening around us, and we're going to pray. We're going to make a difference. We're going to make an eternal difference because we're calling on the Lord to intervene in the lives of fallen men. Amen? Amen. And when we get to heaven, we will not be standing there saying, well, I did my best. That's not what he said to do. He said to do what he said to do. Amen? We're not going to get there and say, well, uh, I, um, I went to work every day. That's not what we're going to say. You see, we will have been partakers of the ministry of Jesus Christ. And because we are partakers of his ministry, we're going to have fruit. There will be sheaves. There will be people that come into the kingdom because we fasted and prayed and stood and would not change. There are going to be people in the kingdom because we're going to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth according to the spirit of truth. Amen there are going to be people who miss hell because we refuse to give up and go to hell. So if you haven't come to that level of resolve, I challenge you today to arise. Somebody had to pray for us. There were generations before us that prayed for us. We must pray as well. It's time for us to pick up the mantle of intercession for the lost. It's time for us to allow God to break our hearts for the lost. It's time, church, we were born into this because God sent us into the kingdom for such a time as this. That's why we're here. No, COVID couldn't do anything to us because we're still supposed to be here, and we're here to do his will. There's a harvest that has to come in. Somebody's got to fast. Somebody's got to pray. Somebody's got to believe. Somebody's got to bind the devil, and that's us. So if you haven't figured out why you're still on earth, let me clue you in this morning. You're here to do the will of God. You're here to follow his instructions. You're here to help bring this harvest in. You're here to give him glory. You're here to forget about yourself and remember the price that he paid for you and the price that others have paid for you to be a Christian right now. You're here to forget all about what you think is important and to focus on the kingdom of God. We're at the end of this road. There isn't much left. You can't afford to spend all your time doing your favorite hobby. You've got to devote time, discipline time, to praying for the lost. It is the charge he has given the church. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. And so whatever you can do, for whomever you can do it for, it is our responsibility and our charge to do so. A charge to keep our have, a God to glorify, an undying soul to save and fit it for the sky. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. All right? So we know what we're supposed to be doing. Yes, we have natural responsibilities, but we must keep first things first. Amen? We must keep first things first. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, I want to thank you today for giving us our charge lest we forget Gethsemane, and lest we forget Calvary, lest we forget your love for us, take us right back to the foot of the cross and remind us how we got over it. wasn't because we were born into a certain earthly family. It was because you gave your life for us. It was because your blood was shed for us. It was because you were lifted up on a cross that you drew us to yourself. It was because the Father sent you. It was because the Spirit of God ushered us in. We want to remember the real reason that we celebrate Resurrection Sunday and Holy Communion. We want to remember the price that was paid for us to receive this glorious inheritance. We want to remember that we cannot afford to overlook those who don't appear as though they will ever make it. We must pray for them. We must call on the name that is above every name, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. We want to thank you, Father, For all that you have done, for all of the work, for all that you endured, to see us saved and in Christ Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. Now to our new listeners. You say, wow, is this the beginning? Yes, we're just getting started, dear. At the beginning of our services, we celebrate Holy Communion. We celebrate what Jesus did for us and for the entire world, from Adam to the very last person. And we encourage you to gather your elements together if you desire to join us. We also take a deep look within. We look at our own hearts and our own lives, and our own minds. And we ask God to judge our hearts. We come before him confessing our own sin, our own transgression, our own iniquity, our own failure. We ask for his forgiveness because he says to us that if we will confess our sin, he is just and faithful to forgive us, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We need that cleansing. We need that cleansing. So I'm going to give you a few moments with the Lord to say what you have to say to him, and then we will partake of Holy Communion together. Heavenly Father, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But Lord, we declare that your grace is sufficient for us. We want to thank you for the cleansing flow that came from Calvary. We want to thank you, O Lamb of God, for being the Lamb of God for each of us. We each needed to be redeemed. We each needed be, to be bought back from sin. We each needed to be delivered and set free. And you called each of us to receive your marvelous gift of love. We ask you to forgive us of all that's outside of you that we've participated in. We ask you to cleanse us, to heal us, and to deliver us, and to set us free, not only from what is in the world, but some of the things that are in us as well. We give you praise. We love you, Lord. We give you our loyalty, and we trust you because you are trustworthy. You are trustworthy. For I have received of the Lord that, al- that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, thank you, Lord. He brake it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do... In remembrance of me Partake of the bread After the same manner also He took the cup When he had supped saying This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Partake of the cup. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak And sickly among you And many sleep For if we would judge ourselves We should not be judged But when we are judged We are chastened of the Lord That we should not Be condemned with the world Amen Amen Amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord Heavenly Father (laughs) The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. We ask today for families, for parents, and for children to realize the significance of reverencing who you are and how you intend for us to live before you. For your eyes, Father, are in every place and you see it all, the evil and the good. Help us to be conscious that you see everything that we do, and you hear everything that we say or think. You teach us in the word of God not to be overcome with evil, but to overcome evil with good. Proud look and lying tongue, hearts that devise wicked imagination, and feet that are swift and running to mischief will bring our downfall. For you reward our obedience, not our sin. Father, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Father, let your rod of correction be applied to the fool in us. If we endure your chastening, you are dealing with us as sons. But if we have no correction, we have no part in you. For your chastisement is for our profit that we might be partakers in your holiness. For without your holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Father, you instruct parents to correct their children so that they may have rest and give them delight and not sorrow. Remind each of us, Father, that the unbelieving in Jesus Christ and his word face eternal damnation and separation from you for eternity. We want to thank you, Father, that whatsoever is true, whatsoever is honest, whatsoever is just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, we choose to think on these things. Amen. Yes, we do. We thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We thank you for the warring, linking angels that surround us and that protect us and that guard over us in Jesus' name. We thank you for your ministering spirits and ministering angels. We thank you for your praising angels that are continually over your people, Father. We thank you for your holy presence in our midst. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, all demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his power in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, all channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strongman and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks unto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking reporters, watchers, peeps, whisperers, listeners, familiar demons, electronic, digital, tra- uh, technology devils and their attacks in Jesus' name. We bind all whisperers in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Leviathan spirits and their attacks, Kundalini spirits and their attacks, water and marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils and their attacks pain-afflicting spirits, sleep-deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, sorcery devils and their attacks, seducing, womanizing, drone spirits and their attacks. We bind all the whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger and and the charmers and the seducers and their attacks in Jesus' name. We bind the Havana syndrome, the brain changes, the injuries, and all remote viewing in the name of Jesus Christ. All hypnotic and trance devils, their attacks, mystic rituals, their intent. We bind the work of every druid and every debilitating sonic frequency in Jesus' name. We bind all microwave attacks, all EMF attacks, all 5G attacks, everything coming from the satellite, everything coming from the cell towers in Jesus' name. We bind all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks techno-paganism, and mind control by the occult in Jesus' name. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all Morgellons attacks and return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils, and we bind all evil spirits which take animal form, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean. Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Caribbean, Latin American, indigenous persons, native people, all black and white magic in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in the American culture. We bind uh, impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect, all satanic ritual abuse, all satanic worship, and witchcraft dedication. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders and their webs trapping them in their own webs. We bind spirits of infirmity and supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind mammon and his agents. And all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, divide, corrupt, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of the generation of fools, the spirit of the fool, and we bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, no unrighteous event left behind in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all vampire spirits trying to suck our energy from us in Jesus' name. All voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, Devils attending the New World Order and New Age Movement. The spirits and the works of the oppressor. The spirit and the children of disobedience. False religions, numerology, horoscopes, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, make-believe, fantasy, and la-la land. Antichrist ideologies and doctrines. Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices. Lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit. Death spirits, spirits of chaos, chaos. Destruction and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, bio-PK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the King of Pride and his entire kingdom in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all demonic blood, sexual financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, all combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Basilic, Moloch, Python, Baphomet in his 72, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Atlas, Mammon, Kali, and all gods and goddesses, in Jesus' name. We undo the works of every demonic weapon, fireball, poison, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and return their affliction to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions, and we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, witchcraft, and their mind control back on their own heads in the name of Jesus. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you, and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus We cover our vehicles, the road we travel, and the blood. We take authority, dominion, and power over all animals, spirits, entities, demons of the road so that they do not cross our path. And we thank you for dispatching your angels ahead to protect us in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We bind every demon that came across the phone to us, that followed us after we left work, or the grocery store, or the neighbors, or visiting. We command those demons that followed us or were sent to us or transferred to us to leave us now in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut ourselves free from every ungodly silver cord, ley line, soul tie, attachment, covenant, agreement, oath, consent, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We pull down and destroy walls of protection around shamans, nanobots, satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, and such. We break the power of every love spell, vex, hex, curse, charm, fetish, all psychic warfare, psychic thoughts, sorcery, magic, voodoo, all mind control, death, bewitchments, potions, jinxes, sickness, pain, and torment. All psychic powers. Every chanting, incantation, all candle burning, all root works and crystals and tribal rituals and sins, and everything being sent to us against the will of God in Jesus' holy name. We thank you, Father, that whom the Son sets free it is free indeed. We thank you for the freedom, Lord, that you purchased for us on Calvary. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, for those of you who are veterans here at Miracle Outreach Ministries, if your prayer language has not made it to the level of growth that you can continue to pray in your prayer language throughout the entire opening prayer, you need to put some more with that. Amen? Amen. Because by now your spirit man shall have grown and you should have expanded to the point that you can hang in there with us the entire way. If you can't, step it up. Amen? Amen. You should have made it there by now. That means you need to put a little bit more with that. Okay? Praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. You've been with us long enough. You ought to be strong enough in the spirit to hang in there. You see, when you're praying for souls, you can't go to a level, and then when the Lord wants to take the intercession to the next level, you can't drop out. you got to have staying power in the spirit. you got to have staying power in the spirit. you got to be able to press in you got to be able to press the battle in the spirit. You can't be dropping out on level one and two. Amen? Amen? So if you can't make it all the way through the opening prayer, praying in the spirit, assertively, then you need to work on that. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we just want to thank you today for this word. Oh, Lord, it's a word, it's a word, it's a word. It's a word that some have never heard, but, Lord, we all need this word, and we thank you for it in Jesus' holy name. Walking in victory. We are walking in victory. We're walking in victory. Saints, God has made it possible for each of us to have a free clean, healthy, renewed, and victorious mind. He's made it possible. Do you want one? Are you willing to do what it takes to have one? Well, our hearts and our minds determine how we live. In our hearts and our minds, we decide... If we will follow the Lord or continue to please ourselves and others, we're the ones that make the choice. It's up to us. In our hearts and minds, we choose to sin or to do what pleases the Father. Decision isn't made on the television. It's made in our own hearts and minds. In Matthew, chapter 22, verse 37. Matthew, chapter 22, verse 37. Jesus Christ said to his people, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. We are instructed by Jesus Christ, who is our Savior and the Lord of our lives, to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, not just emotion. And with all of our soul, our imagination, our will, our intellect, our emotions, our thought life. All of us. And with all of our minds, notice all of our minds. Hmm? Ask him if that helps. Testing. If you're in the chat room, Brother Bill is waiting on a reply. Praise the Lord. All right. Praise the Lord. Now we know how to solve that problem. <laughs> Amen. See? God brings solutions and quickly. Amen. Notice all of our mind must be involved in loving God. There is no part of our mind that we are told to keep to ourselves. We are to bring all of our mind subject to our God. We are to love him. With all of our minds You see, in our hearts and minds All of our thoughts, all of our emotions Our will, our understanding, our imagination And our intention Are motivated and activated We must also note That the majority of Satan's strategies Are directed toward our mind Yes, our minds are the battlefield where we win or lose. Our minds are the battlefield. Our minds and hearts is the battlefield where we win or where we lose. So the strategy of Satan is to attack our hearts and our minds. So now let's look at what the pandemic has accomplished. Most people are still depressed, still in dismay, harassed by fears of every description, and uncertain about the future. If you spent your time listening to the mainstream media, then you sat there and turned your mind over to Satan and his agents because those people lie categorically. They are paid to lie to you. We don't have a free press anymore in the mainstream media. They are owned by corporations, and those corporations dictate their mantra. They dictate what they're going to say to you. So it doesn't matter which channel you flip to, you're going to hear the same old thing. It's going to be the same lie. Now, the question is, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, lives in you. Jesus requires you to believe truth and not lie. So if you sit there and swallow all of that every day, where do you have room for the spirit of truth? You have opened the door to deception, whether you are aware of it or not. This has been going on since before the days of Walter Cronkite, for those of you who know what that means. Mm -hmm. They've been lying to us and setting us up forever. That's why it's called programming, because what it's supposed to do is to program our minds against the Word of God, against Jesus Christ, against the Holy Spirit, against our Heavenly Father. It's designed to do just that. It's designed to make sin look acceptable. It's designed to lower our barriers, our walls against unrighteousness. It's designed to drop seeds into our thought line and say, see, this is okay. You can do this. It's okay. Look at all these people having a great time doing this instead of worshiping and serving the Lord. It's designed to do just that. It's designed to capture the minds and the hearts of the youth. That's why all Saturday morning all you can find is a bunch of demons on TV. They're called cartoons. That's why you see all of this. It's a charade. It's to divert your attention from what's exactly important, God and his kingdom. You see, the Lord didn't create the world because he was bored. He had a plan. He's a God of plan, purpose, and objectivity. He's not just sitting there looking for something new to do. He's not bored at all. He created people to serve him, and he made us out of dust on purpose. He's sending a message to the powers, the principalities, and the rulers in the heavenly world. You were made higher than them, but watch this dust obey me. You see, Satan was once Lucifer. He used to lead the praise and worship before the throne of God, but he thought he had it all. He thought he was the one, and he found out that he wasn't, and he took a third of the angels with him. So you see, their plan is to turn you against God. It doesn't matter how they get it done or what they use to do it. And they're serious about their intent. Trust me, they are. So, the Bible tells us that we need to focus our attention on the Lord. Because he has made us to have power as Christians, as believers filled with his spirit and his word, to have power over the enemy. He didn't leave us here powerless. If we don't operate in it, it's our own fault, not his. Amen? Amen. So if you spent your time surfing YouTube without the guidance and oversight of the Holy Spirit, you just sat there and opened yourself to demons. The same is true on Facebook, Instagram, and any other gram they come up with. You have all kinds of entities, all kinds of people spewing out their little opinions, whether based on fact, truth, or absolute ignorance. And if you just sit there and suck it all in, you sucked in some demons. If you spent your time listening to the doubt, fear, and unbelief of others, you may well have experienced the transference of evil spirits. That's right. Their demons are now your demons. Spirits transfer from one body, one entity, to another. If you sit under a false ministry, you will get a spirit other than the Holy Spirit. You will get a Kundalini spirit. It will mimic the Holy Spirit. And it will take you to hell, in case you were wondering what the outworking of that is. So you see, Satan's point is for you to become weak, spiritually immobilized, and unable to defeat him. You see, if you've moved over into his camp, you're not going to be able to fight him very effectively you actually have to be on the Lord's side because that's where the power is. That's right. He has conned many of you into running from the battlefield instead of onto the battlefield where Jesus the victor is. If you're one of these sticking your head in the sand, I can't deal with all of that, and you want to run from the battle, even your own battle, you're running right into the arms of the devil. We must keep in the forefront of our minds that our victory depends on knowing deep in our knower that Jesus Christ has already paid the price for your complete victory. I didn't say partial victory. I said complete victory. He's already paid the price. It's been paid for. The paperwork's been done. He said on the cross, it is finished. And Jesus can't lie. He has already broken the power of sin. He's already done it. He has already broken Satan's hold on your mind. He's already done it. Jesus has already made it possible for you to have a 100% victorious mind. He's already done it. The rest is up to you. That's right. Yes, Jesus Christ has made it possible for you to be free of stupidity and foolishness forever. But will you take him up on it? Jeremiah, chapter 4, verse 22. Jeremiah, chapter 4, verse 22. For my people, the Lord says, is foolish. They have not known me. They are sottish children. Sodish means stupid. You see, he's telling you right to your face. They are sottish children. They have none understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good, they have no knowledge. You see, Jesus doesn't pull punches. He gets right to the point. He doesn't dance around it. He says it just like it is. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 6. Forsake the foolish and live, and go in the way of understanding. Forsake the foolish and live, and go in the way of understanding. For our new listeners, we exclusively use the King James Version of the Bible. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1. A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. Well, you know, if you were Judas' mother, you'd be saying amen to that. Amen. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 23. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 23. A prudent man concealeth knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaimeth
0: foolishness.
1: The heart of fools proclaimeth foolishness. You've met some of those. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 3. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 3. And the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride. That's what you'll hear coming out of their mouth. They'll be boasting about everything they have no business boasting about. But the lips of the wise shall preserve them. The lips of the wise shall preserve them. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 7. Proverbs chapter 14 Verse 7. Now this is the advice I give everyone that's going to college. I've been repeating it for years. And my advice is this. When you find yourself in the presence of a fool, depart. You don't have to give explanations. You don't have to give excuses. You just need to move your feet fast. The Bible says, go from the presence of a foolish man, as in go. It doesn't mean stand there and smile and think about it. It means get moving now. When thou perceivest not in him the lips of knowledge, and baby, I love you, is not knowledge. Let's make that clear. (laughs) There's some words for that, but we're in church. (laughs) Proverbs chapter 15, verse 2. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 2. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge aright, but the mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. So it doesn't matter how much you sit there and try to talk a fool out of his foolishness. All's going to come out of him is some more foolishness. Amen. And the Bible says that you're not supposed to put your pearls out before swine. You're not to cast them before swine. Why? They'll turn around and try to bite your head off. Proverbs 15, verse 7. Proverbs 15, verse 7. The lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the fool doeth not so. So don't sit up under a fool expecting to hear from the throne of God. You're not going to. Amen. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 14. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 14. The heart of him that hath understanding seeketh knowledge, but the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. The mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. That's all they want to hear. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 20. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 20. A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish man despises his mother. Yes, when his mother says, and what are you doing with her? I didn't teach you, train you, and bring you up for you to run behind that. She can spend two years of her life trying to explain to you that your brain is not located between your legs. But you see, a fool will despise the wisdom of his mother and run right after the wrong thing. You see, there's a reason the Lord located the brain somewhere else. Amen? Amen. Your hormones are not your brain. You should learn to distinguish between the two very well. It could save your life, especially the lives of your children. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 25. Proverbs chapter 17 Verse 25 A foolish son is a grief to his father Not to mention an embarrassment and humiliation And bitterness to her that bear him Nobody is happy because they have a foolish child Nobody Proverbs chapter 19 verse 3 Proverbs chapter 19 verse 3 The foolish man perverteth his way He perverts his own way He messes his own way up And his heart fretteth against the Lord He don't want to deal with Jesus And the only thing that happened when you go down to that church Is they take your money mm-hmm. Okay, so you don't know anything Now do you? Mm-hmm. So now Having discovered that you're talking to a fool, why are you continuing the conversation? Amen? Amen. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 13. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 13. A foolish son is the calamity of his father, and the contentions of a wife are a continual dropping. Did she? Who could live with that? Every little thing. Who could have peace with that? That's not the character and nature of Jesus Christ. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 4. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 4. Thou vowest a vow unto God. Defer not to pay it. When you make God a promise, you need to keep it. For he hath no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed. Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll. And then as soon as you say it, you forget. Mm -hmm. Titus chapter 3, verse 3. Titus chapter 3, verse 3. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived. Foolish. There's a progression here. Foolish. Disobedient. Deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Now, this is the progression some people follow in their marriage relationship. They start out with foolish, and then they move on to disobedience to what they know is right. Then they allow themselves to become deceived. Then the next thing you know, they're running after certain lusts and pleasures that their flesh has come up with. Before you know it all, they're living in malice. They have all these bitternesses and angry and strife and envy Of one another they become hateful And what then they hate One another You wonder How they got there they were following The path there's an explanation It's in the word of God When our Hearts and minds are strong Victorious And flowing over In obedience to the will of God We will be victorious But if our hearts and minds Are weak Due to disobedience Foolishness Self-will And rebellion We will be weak And easily defeated by Satan If you grew up Surrounded by Rebellious Foolish Self-will Proud people You have a serious challenge But even that has already been overcome by the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ. So there is no excuse. My mama was in witchcraft, the blood of Jesus. My daddy was a warlock, the blood of Jesus. My whole family is in witchcraft, the blood of Jesus. Yes, you can overcome the pit from which Jesus Christ redeemed you if you will, if you will. You can be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can walk in the good acceptable, and perfect will of God. My mama and daddy founded the Church of Satan, but the blood of Jesus Christ. You see, the blood of Jesus is stronger than the water of natural birth.
0: No. You
1: can have, yes you can, a transformed and renewed mind without the foolishness, stupidity, rebellion, continuous disobedience, completely self-willed, and filled with pride bondages that you've been living in for most or all of your life. Yes, you can come out of all of that. You don't have to keep any of it. None of it. This is why we celebrate Resurrection Sunday and Holy Communion. Jesus has set the captives free. If they will be free. In order to walk in victory, victory in your mind must be sought. You've got to seek God for this. It's not going to come through the ceiling and land on your head like a nice hat. It's just not going to work that way. You must choose to rise up in the power and grace of the Holy Spirit and discipline your own mind. You discipline your own mind by resisting Satan. You discipline your own mind by taking responsibility for and control of your own thoughts. You discipline your own mind by taking responsibility for and control over your own will. You discipline your own mind by taking responsibility for and control over your own emotion. You exercise discipline by taking responsibility for and control over your own desires and attitudes and bringing them under the control of the Holy Spirit and into complete conformity to the will of God. We are commanded in Scripture to resist the devil. It has never been a suggestion. It has always been a command. We have continually taught you in this ministry to bind every thought. As Pastor Pat put it one day, I'll use her example, she was sitting there reading and she thought, I think I'll go over and visit my sister. And since she was practicing binding every thought, she bound that thought in Jesus' name. And then she realized, because she heard the Lord speak to her, I didn't tell you that. I didn't tell you to go see your sister. You say, well, you would say, well, well, what's wrong with me going to visit my sister? Well, the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. And if God isn't leading you to go visit your sister, what are you going for? That means you're operating in the flesh. You're not walking in the Spirit. You're doing your will and not his. You've moved into disobedience and rebellion. Either you're going to live your life to please the Lord or you're going to live your life to please yourself. You must choose. You must choose. We've continually taught you to bind every thought. That doesn't mean every other thought. Every thought. But do you actually do this? Ask yourself. Can you afford to lose another battle to Satan because you won't do it? Can you? Second Corinthians, chapter 10, beginning with verse 3. 2 Corinthians, chapter 10, beginning with verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, We do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You can't buy them at the gun show. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning with verse 3. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But mighty through God To the pulling down of strongholds Casting down imagination Right there Casting down imagination And every high thing That exalteth itself against the knowledge of God Well, if God thinks you need to be home reading your Bible and your mind tells you to go visit your sister, something's right and something's wrong. And bringing, you can't just cast down, you've got to do something else. Bringing into captivity, what does that mean? Handcuffs, jail time. Bringing into captivity, we teach you to put bound devils into a spiritual cage, also known as a spiritual prison cell. Amen? Amen. Bringing into captivity every thought, every single thought to the obedience of Christ. So God wants you to spend the next hour sitting before him, studying his word. As you get to chapter 1, verse 3, the thought comes, you know, I need to go visit my sister. I haven't seen her in a while. So now, what are you going to do? You're either going to bind that thought because we teach you to bind every thought in Jesus' name. And discover if it's God or if it's not Now once you discover whether it's God or not What are you going to do? Are you going to put your shoes on and look for the car keys? Or are you going to continue in your Bible study? There it is, it's that simple It's just that simple You may see yourself As an ordinary weak human being But those who are in Christ Jesus Have access to superior weaponry We do not use human plans and methods To win our battles We use God's mighty weapons Instead of those made by men So that we can be victorious In destroying Satan's strongholds Especially the strongholds In our own hearts and minds Especially the strongholds In our own hearts and minds The weapons of God Can tear down every proud Defiant Arrogant thought Which erected itself Against God God's weapons Are not weak and puny They are powerful These walls and arguments Are designed to keep Men and you From finding the truth In Jesus Christ The weapons of God Can empower you To capture the rebellious Yes, by the way, these weapons will work on you if you use them And bring them back to God The weapons of God can change lukewarm believers and heathens Into saints whose heart's desire is to obey the Lord Jesus Christ You see, We must use these weapons on ourselves first. Until we are fully surrendered to Jesus Christ. Until we are fully surrendered to Jesus Christ. If you don't do this, if you fail yourself and God in this way, you will maintain a passive and defeated mind. That's what you'll have, a passive and defeated mind. The passive and defeated mind will fail to resist Satan's attack and allow your mind to be filled with every unrighteous or negative thought. You see, in the example I gave, The inclination, the thought, to go visit the sister was unrighteous because it wasn't what God wanted the person to do. Your mind will be overrun with every carnal and fleshly desire. You will be overtaken with fear, doubt, and worry. You will live in defeat. Saints, we must not allow our minds to remain passive. Instead, we must seek the Lord in this transgression, because it is a transgression, so that we will develop the well-disciplined, victorious mind that God has planned for us. We need to change our thinking. We need to change some of our believing and some of our acting. The most vulnerable, dangerous position. For any Christian in this spiritual warfare, because that's what it is, it's war. It's not just a skirmish, it's an all-out war. The most vulnerable, dangerous position for any Christian in this spiritual warfare against Satan and evil spirits Is a passive mind The passive mind Lacks in energy And will It doesn't display Nor gain control It is unrighteously Submissive And it's usually Submissive to wrong You know you're married And you've heard this preacher preach about you just have to submit to your husband. Well, you need to go back and read that scripture again. Because that scripture actually says, as unto the Lord. He's coming up with something you know is not the Lord. So what are you submitting to? It's not Jesus, it's Satan. Just call it what it is. You know your husband is a warlock. So what are you submitting to, the love of God or the hate of Satan? You go figure. And, yes, that is a reason for divorce. If you find out that you are married to a witch, a warlock, a wizard, a Satanist, it's time for you to hit your face, be on a fast, and say, Jesus, I need the battle plan. And if he tells you to let that mess go, you better let it go. Or else that mess will drag you into hell. Did you hear what I said? If you don't let go of what God says to let go of, it will drag you into hell. And he means it. There is no... Communication and fellowship between Christ and the devil There ain't no hook up there You have to unhook from the devil And if you still refuse I can tell you this on good authority The Lord will deal with you But if you don't respond to him the right way, the Holy Spirit will get up and leave you. He will come out of your body. And just how do you plan to get to heaven then? Just how do you plan to get to heaven without the Holy Spirit? You need to consider seriously what you're doing. You know, idolatry is dangerous. It can get you killed. You know, some people are that way with their children. Their children are what they have on this pedestal. And when their children go so far, it's not that you can't still love them. God loves people that are in hell. It's not that you have to stop loving, but there comes a place that's got to be distance. You can't be rubbing shoulders with Satan every day. It just doesn't work that way in this kingdom. The passive mind lacks in energy and will. It does not display or gain control. It is unrighteously submissive. It endures and receives whatever without resistance. Without resistance. Yes, sir. I know of a minister who was married for many years. And she discovered that her husband was gay. So she went to the Lord and said, what do I do? And he told her, stay there. Stay there. You know, all of her family stood up and said, you know, you need to get out of this. But she obeyed the Lord courageously. She stood there. But when the time came, When the Lord had finished dealing with that man, he parted them. He parted them. She had done what God required her to do. That may not be the same thing he tells the lady down the block. She had done what God said for her to do. Her obedience was completed. And when he was finished dealing with her mate, he parted them. You see, everybody needs to learn to do what God tells you to do. I don't give out generality when it comes to whether I need to stay married and divorce. No, I tell you to get on your face before God. But if you're in obvious sin, I'm gonna tell you what the bottom line is. Amen. Because I will not stand before the throne of God and say, Well, Lord, I pastored them, but I forgot to tell them this. Not a day. Amen. I'm gonna give it to you where the rubber meets the road. Amen. The idea is to get you in heaven yes. with or without them. It's for the salvation of your soul Your feelings might be hurt But by his stripes you have been healed Do you understand? Praise the Lord The Christian who has a passive mind Is one who is exercising no control over his mind, his thoughts, his will, his emotions, or his desire. The fruit of the Spirit is self control, temperance. Amen? The passive Christian allows Satan. To fill his mind with thoughts, fear, doubt, worry, lust, covetousness, defeat, jealousy, envy, manipulation, unrighteousness, uncleanness, and excuses for wrongdoing. Yes, excuses for wrongdoing right along with self-pity, unbelief, and other evil thoughts without actively resisting the devil. You've got to come to the place where you realize it really is the devil. It's not just a stray thought. It's the devil, the nasty devil. That's who it is. Mm -hmm. Instead of resisting by taking aggressive action, Such as I bind you in the name of Jesus. I will focus my mind on the word of God. I am accessing the mind of Christ. Instead of taking aggressive action, you know, Jesus Christ took aggressive action in the temptation in the wilderness. He basically told the devil where to go and what. Instead of taking aggressive action, the passive Christian submits to and endures Satan's attacks without resistance. The passive Christian fails to exert any spiritual energy to bring his mind, emotions, thoughts, will, affections, or desires Under the control of the Holy Spirit Where they're supposed to be and remain When he talks He shifts from the focus of the matter And runs away on proverbial rabbit trail Jesus has called us to be focused and single-minded As a result of failing to bring his mind, will, emotions, and thoughts under the control of the Holy Spirit, this passive Christian never gains any territory, but remains in the same weakened position. In the same weakened position. Oh, yes, he may get answers to some prayers. He may receive blessings but he will remain in defeat and fail to walk in the complete victory that Jesus Christ has died for him to receive. Is that you? Are you passive? What will you do with the words that are preached to you today? It is important for you to realize this, so that you will not allow yourself to fall into this trap of the enemy. It is a very dangerous position. The passive mind is spiritually inactive in some areas. The passive Christian does not do enough spiritual warfare or make sufficient effort to fill their heart and mind with the word of God. The passive Christian does not discipline himself to study the scriptures consistently. The passive Christian misses sermons at Miracle Internet Church without recasting. The passive Christian does not exercise his own will sufficiently to bring his actions in line with God's Word. Without a strong foundation in the Word of God, he will not have the ability to tell the difference between error and truth or right and wrong. It will be the fashion of the world and this age. Whatever they're doing, it must be right because so many people are doing it. He can easily be led astray by any popular move or teaching even if that popularity stems from Satan himself. The passive Christian is filled with ignorance to a false. In Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, the Lord said, my people, he didn't say the world, he said my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge. It's been rejected. I will also reject thee, he says. And a few other things he says about that, you see. So, when he hears truth, when the passive Christian hears truth from the pulpit that opposes the iniquity in his flesh, he is offended. And more firmly steadies himself in his rebellion. This passive Christian will accept any teaching or any idea that comes along without checking to see if it lines up with the Word of God. So you have spent hours of your life playing video games. Well, You are under much mind control because you have surrendered your mind over to the demons of technology and they live in you and control your mind and your life. So you follow every trend and fashion. Well, how can you do that and follow Jesus? A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways, the Bible says. You cannot follow two masters. You will love one and hate the other. There is no fence for you to sit on either. You will either follow Jesus or be controlled by the world and its agenda. When the world has holes in their jeans, you have holes in your jeans. That's lewdness. A -a peekaboo at the flesh for the purpose of sexual enticement. But you say that you're a Christian. The world has suits that are cut to show off the body and expose the area of the private. To entice, that's right, those of the same gender. You buy those suits and wear them. You support the manufacturers with money that God has blessed you with. But you say that you're a Christian and you represent the kingdom of God. You're still flaunting your tattoos, eh? Never mind what Jesus says about your body being his and that marks on the body are sin with accompanying demons. Ah, but you're a Christian. Passive Christians are still following the world because they are not resisting Satan enough. They prefer to go with the flow of the world. Remember, Saint, the extent to which we allow Satan to have access in our minds and to control our thoughts is the degree that he has control over us. I'll say that again. The extent to which we allow Satan to have access in our minds and to control our thoughts is the degree that he has control over us. Are you ready to surrender to Jesus or will you remain passive? The choice is yours. Amen? Amen. Stand for the benediction. The very and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And the church said, Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this word. Thank you. Pastor loves you, and I'll see you on Wednesday.